Hello and welcome to Bullshit Games. I am your host, Chase. Unfortunately, Quinn isn't here right now, but that's okay. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy. This is going to be for you newcomers to the series if you've never heard of it. I'm going to explain a little bit of its background and maybe give you an idea of what it's all about. And then I'm going to rank the top five ones that you should definitely play if you're first getting into the series. So if you want to share with me you can get me at bs games podcast where on twitter and i'll be happy to to listen to your opinions uh to maybe your your five favorite games that you think that everyone should play um or maybe uh you're gonna say it's terrible and you should do something completely different you let me know uh once again you can get me at bs games podcast all right let's move on to the background of final fantasy Okay, so just to give you an idea of not only Square Enix's background um, and not only my background. um, So Final Fantasy first started by a company known as Squaresoft. Uh, It was an electrical company in Japan. And what happened was the a very small department of the electrical company decided to make games and they tried to make their uh, a few games outside of final fantasy and they did terribly and so they decided to bet everything on their last game known as final fantasy so you can see why it was named that and now we see why it continues in that way and since then, uh, they've merged with the people who publish known as uh, Enix, and then, then they created Square Enix. Uh, there's a whole debacle we can go into way next time, another uh, bonus content, bullshit content, uh, why they um, had to merge due to some uh, asset failures. But... Um, to get into to my background into Final Fantasy and as the series, I've been playing this, uh, playing in this series since I was like seven, ten years old when it when it came out on the PS One for Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, and I honestly think that is the best game that I've ever played. But um, I definitely am not going to just FYI, so I'm not going to put that as the top five to play because it is by far the worst graphics. Anyways, to continue on, uh, this series is a JRPG, so it, it has a Japanese influence with a leveling system, etc., etc. Very, very normal type of style um, for a lot of RPGs that you see even in the Western, such as Skyrim and others. The only difference is that it does play on sometimes anime tropes, um, or it some it sometimes has a slightly different leveling up system than just perhaps leveling up skills like as in Skyrim does. Okay, so what are the top five? I'm gonna stop with start with number five. Okay, this is an older game, but it recently came out on iOS and Switch. This is known as uh, Final Fantasy IX. So Final Fantasy IX was released in July seventh, two thousand, on PS One. So this game um, recently came out on iOS and Switch with a lot of new, um, you can say, perks 
which make it a little bit more modern for for the game and i highly recommend it on the ios it's definitely a lot more fun to play it on there uh it has um like times for speed you can skip encounters you can um uh what was another thing uh and it has an hd remaster so you have a lot of like things going for it already for for the ios so to give you like an idea of like what it's about it was an uh, homage to the previous final fantasy games which you do not need to worry about it's very obscure you won't be able to find it easily but one of the reasons why it's such a good game is that the character designs are different from most other games they'll have they're not to proportion so you'll have big heads and large hands uh, and they did it in a medieval style uh, with some forms of modernization with like airships um, but for the most part it's supposed to be set with uh, kingdoms and castles and uh, for for the time uh, since it came out on the ps1 it actually has really good uh, uh, graphics and it does hold up to um, the ios uh, perhaps not to modern games such as like uh, sekiro or or uh, what's another big top of the line game um i don't know just rocket league in general <laughs> that's always going to come up uh just any modern game it's not going to hold up in the graphics department in that sense but the the story being about zidane who is a, a womanizer uh who is trying to basically hit on the princess of uh alexandria who he later gets involved more with her and eventually it becomes her him trying to protect the princess from the queen who wants to execute her so you get you you get an interesting story already right there like it seems goofy which uh final fantasy does have and it seems serious as well like it mixes those two things really well into this type of uh game so i highly recommend that as the number five to play um the only disadvantages I would say, and which is why I put it at number five, is that um, uh, it is only it is text only, so you do have to you won't be able to go through and uh, listen to it in any way. It does it has no voices, so it's going to be a, a quite a bit of a slog to uh, read through it. Okay, so for number four, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Okay. And I promise you on this trend, uh, one of these games is not going to be um, one of the main line series, but obviously the games, when uh, you have these, they the main series ones are always going to be the better ones. But anyways, Final Fantasy Thirteen released March 9, 2010. So this game still looks beautiful, even after all these years. It came out on the PS3. And it still looks phenomenal. So one of the things that's interesting about it is that uh, battle system-wise, it's very modern of active town battle. Um, so what does that mean? You know, it means uh, that it's very quick, it's very fast, and you'll you'll it has a lot of strategy that you have to do on a very uh, quick to know basis. So if you like those type of games, I, th I highly recommend this one. And so how it how it goes, it follows the female lead known as Lightning, who is basically trying to save her sister from what is known as crystallization. And so what that essentially means is that you die. 
Uh, and I'll put a little asterisk there because you have to play the game to really understand what does that exactly mean is in dying. But she's trying to uh, protect her sister, but there's this like, uh, um, like background idea that once you get um, this marking on you to to get a mission to uh, get crystallized essentially. So what it means is like you have a mission that you have to do from the gods to to complete and if you do it you become crystallized. So it's like your your uh your complete uh like your your goal in life. You actually have a meaning in your life when you do this. And so when you get to that point uh it's you you have this odd feeling like okay, this is something that I have to do now because it was a mission given to me by the gods, but it doesn't grant me anything that uh feels good to me and yet there's this whole other government uh saying like no you you kind of have to do it you have to complete the mission uh so you you go into the interweavings of like how do the gods uh work with the the essentially the human government um or these uh, civilizations and how those uh mix together and so the only thing i will say and, and this may be noticeable in how I'm talking about this, is that uh, the story can be quite confusing. Um, one of the biggest problems is that essentially the good guys and the bad guys are the difference between saying Lissy and Falsy, which are the two names of the, uh, uh, like essentially the big um, uh, protagonist and antagonist part of the story. And so you, you're going to be like, okay, which one are the good guys? Which one are the bad guys? And you're, you're not going to have, you're going to have to really stick to um, like even rereading or rehearing the lines of story. Um, but outside of that, you know, the, the battle system is great. You'll have a great time going through every battle. So, uh, and it'll look beautiful. So you, you're getting like pretty much two out of the three things that you would want out of a game. Okay. On to number three, Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lions. So this game originally came out on PlayStation 1 January 28th, 1998. But it has since then been essentially remastered on the PSP and the iOS, which is the one I'm mentioning because the original one was known as just Final Fantasy Tactics. This one, this remaster is that name and war of the lions okay so how is this uh different um it adds extra story content to the game and you can easily play it on your ios uh and it actually works very well on the ios um with because of what i'll get into is how long these uh battles can can take but Here's the here's the main reason why this game is uh, such a good one to get into. The game is basically Game of Thrones. It is extremely dark and extremely gritty. A lot of people die, especially the ones that you like. Um, and so it has a, a very interesting way of, um, I guess you could say, doing that doing this type of story because not only is it a a jrpg essentially in some sense like it's a japanese type game most of the games that come out there usually are very lighthearted. 
Um, you just heard me talk about Final Fantasy IX, which is a very lighthearted game compared to uh, many uh, other games such as Sekiro and Bloodborne, etc. Uh, this game is extremely um, uh, uh, takes on a different uh, style that um, from other games that Square Enix has made, and so uh, it follows the guy, uh, the main protagonist, known as Ramza. And he's basically an illegitimate child to the throne who eventually gets into the war known as the Lion War, hence the, the, the name of the title. The title. And um, that uh, right there already like kind of pulls you in a little bit. It, it gives you this fantasy of, of um, this uh, illegitimate child, Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, it, it has um, a lot of people dying. Um, it has uh, fantasy characters such as um, chocobos, which if you do not know what those are, those are big flightless birds that you get to ride on in the game. Uh, it has um, it has kings uh, being ursit. Ur- ur- uh, that's such a hard word to say. It has kings being uh, killed. It has people being replaced. So it's it just has so much. Um, uh, content in there so how does it play is probably a good question so it's a strategy game uh rpg strategy i guess you could call it where it has a job leveling up system uh you c- and the beauty of this game is that it has a very modern approach to job systems where um you do not have to just pick that job and you're done uh you can switch jobs whenever you like uh, and one of the nice things is once you level up in that job, more advanced jobs start popping up. So you can essentially have one character do any of the jobs that you want, um, as long as you put the time into it. So what makes that really beautiful is that when you integrate that into the game, you can mix and match different abilities and different powers, and you now have millions upon millions of different combinations to play the game and, uh, essentially beat it in the way that you want to so to give you an idea of like some games that are somewhat similar to it would be like ogre tactics uh let us cling together specifically that one this was the one that came out on the psp because if you look at the other ones uh they're not quite the same same style or maybe a more famous one that uh you would uh be familiar with would be fire emblem any of the fire emblem games the only difference between you know Fire Emblem and this game Final Fantasy Tactics is that uh, the job level the jobs are fixed in Fire Emblem, so you don't get to to change classes. So that's one of the things why I like this game so much uh, is because of that particular feature. Okay, on to number two, Final Fantasy Fifteen. So if I didn't put this on my list, it would be quite surprising because this is pretty much the most modern game that you can have right now um, throughout the Final Fantasy series. So this is the most recent mainline game that came out, uh, and it's an action RPG, so it, it takes a very different um, route from any of the other Final Fantasies. Most of them have been either A, turn-based, or B, active time battle and so this is the first time um, in the main series at least uh, where you can play this game 
and it it can play uh, as if like you're playing an adventure game or an action game with just some elements of RPG of leveling up and so forth. So what is this game about? You are the son of a king and you'll start noticing, I'm noticing that I picked a lot of the ones that are the son of the king, but uh, this game takes a more modern approach than the other ones. Um, It has modern buildings. It's almost like uh, you're like the king of England at the moment right now. It has that type of feel um, where they have some political power, but it doesn't, it's not quite like um, uh, medieval times type of kings and queens. So his the king gets usurped by Niflheim, which is your basically your main antagonist of the story besides um, Arden, who is probably one of the best uh, antagonists in most games, in fact. Um, he is part of the Niflheim Empire, and he is basically the one who challenges you to, uh, I guess you could say, the the throne, in one sense. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but he's essentially the, uh, and I don't want to, again, spoil, because it's a fantastic game, but he is the one that uh, you fight against pretty much most of the game, and he is the one who's trying to usurp the throne, essentially, using Niflheim as a proxy. And so uh, the main series of the game, or the main point of the game, is basically for you to try and reclaim that birthright. And the one thing that's nice about this game that's a little bit different from many others is that uh, the main theme is you are working with a bunch of uh, friends. So um, you have three friends. You have, uh, well, you're the main character, Noctis, and your three friends, uh, Prompto, Gladiolus, and Ignis. You guys are working together um, to help reclaim the throne. And so what happens is you you get a lot of these essentially side stories of like um, these emotional bearings between you and your friends. And uh, basically, um how he deals with his depression of his father dying, how, what does he do in order to uh, succeed? You know, they all have their specific roles and into making uh, almost like Noctis being a whole. So I, this is why I recommend this game. It has a great story. Um, it has ridiculously good graphics, especially if you can play it on uh, windows, I would highly recommend getting Final Fantasy 15, the Royal edition And it has a lot of DLC that you can get from it, even in anime. It has a Final Fantasy XV Brotherhood anime that is actually quite good. So I recommend um, watching that and playing this. And just FYI, the uh, anime is free. So you can just look it up immediately on YouTube if you'd like. All right. So what is my number one game? So this is going to be a little surprising. Uh, to some people who perhaps have gone through the Final Fantasy series. But I chose Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn as my number one pick. Now, if you know anything about this game, maybe through the news or other gaming outlets, this game is an MMORPG. And the most important thing to realize when you hear the word MMORPG is A, there's usually a lot of fetch quests, B, you have to play it a shit ton, and C, it is a grind. 
And those are some aspects of this game, um, but it's a little bit um, more than that. Uh, you see Final Fantasy XIV uh, throughout its uh, expansions and its updates. It has completely um, changed this, uh, I guess you could say, some of the MMORPG um, theme or approach. It adds very interesting um, ways to do battling, despite the fact that it is an active time battle uh, game. Uh, for example, uh, it has these like Dark Souls uh, integration, like uh, in Dark Souls 2, you would have to use a cannon in order to kill the boss. And in this game, it has that similar aspect where you have to use outside resources, then just clicking buttons on your on your gamepad to do your certain skill sets. And so that's where it actually pulls a, a big difference between uh other MMORPGs is that it adds a lot of these type of boss battles that have to make you think about what you're doing rather than just going through a fixed cycle, which a lot of games uh, have done prior to this series coming out, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. So one of the things I should mention is that you have to realize that the first game that came out was Final Fantasy XIV, and it was not a Realm Reborn. So if you look up Final Fantasy XIV and just that one, it has terrible scores, and it was a terrible game. And they pretty much took that off the market and made a Realm Reborn. So the initial game that you're going to be able to play is a Realm Reborn, and uh, it basically... Uh, continues on with the story without actually ever losing anything to players who actually played the original so that's a really cool thing that they did was uh to to restructure the game completely and to uh keep a lot of people who were playing the original and then for new players to come in and uh, uh still not lose anything from just starting and hence aptly named a realm reborn it's a great name for uh what they did so what is the uh, type of story here? Basically, you're known as the Hero of Light, and you're off to save the continent known as uh, Eorzea, and you have to fight essentially uh, two, two, three type of big things, and what happens is like you're, you're kind of going to go through each one somewhat simultaneously, but you kind of get the idea that there's these... Uh, it's kind of like when you you play other games with big political powers. There's going to be a lot of intertwining. There's going to be a lot of uh, somewhat complicated, not necessarily to understand, but like uh, they play off of each other. So you have these things that known as spirit uh, primals. I call them essentially spirit animals that you that try to keep the balance of the the continent. You have the Garlean Empire who is trying to source the power from these primals and hence fight against many of the main city, citizens of Eorzea who are trying to keep this balance. And then you even have um, a third or fourth even um, large enemy who comes into play that is even bigger than a lot of the other things that you're dealing with. So you got you kind of have like uh, multiple tiers, multiple uh, deep deepnesses to this game. Uh, or multiple depths to this game that you have to like uh, rifle through, which is really fun. 
So, and one of the things that's nice, you can only buy, you only have to pay uh, $60 right now to get all the expansions. There's been uh, this game plus three expansions that have come out. And as I said, it, uh, it has, it gets a lot of reformatting throughout the years. And in fact, it gets updated uh, not only constantly, but weekly. Uh, the only problem, this is the biggest problem with this game, I would say, and maybe the reason why um, I'd say a lot of people may not even play this, is it has the same subscription fees as WoW. It doesn't follow a lot of the newer modernizations. But to to counter that, um, I say that they come out with new content each and every week. And after you buy the game, they continue to add more to it until the next expansion comes out. So the story, it's not like once I play the story, it's over. You continue on, you play the game, more story content comes out. And then the moment the expansion comes out, that's when you have to pay. So you pretty much get uh, all the content for $30. And then you get 18 months until the next uh, game comes out of uh, story content. So it, it's, it's really worth its buck. Okay. All right, guys. I hope uh, you liked listening to the top five games I highly recommend to play from Final Fantasy. I hope some of the newcomers who listen to this uh, maybe take some of my advice or maybe not. Maybe you can send me a Twitter on at BS Games Podcast. You can be like, no, I'm not going to play any of those games. I don't think that was a good list. And then maybe you can give me your list and tell me what games uh, you recommend as your top five for newcomers to play. So once again, you can get me at BS Games Podcast. Please make sure to leave us a review. We're bullshit games. So make sure to leave us a review. It deeply helps our podcast grow. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.